So before I begin this morning, I have one little housekeeping item I've got to take care of. Um, we have our singers up here use these iPads. And um, we bought a site license about three years ago. We, so we have one site license, and all these iPads are not licensed, but they're simply receivers. Does that make sense? So we pay for mics, and then his transmits to everybody else's up here. You got, does that make sense? Got that? Okay. So there's a lot of stuff up here. There's a $4,000 drum set. There's several thousand dollar guitars. There's $5,000 keyboard. There's thousands of dollars in microphones up here. And so we kind of ask that you would be careful and kind of stay off the platform unless you know what you're doing up here. So somebody, don't know who, doesn't matter who, downloaded Facebook on one of these iPads up here. They downloaded Facebook and a couple, um, I think another program and whenever they inadvertently, they downloaded a, a new version of the song thing that we use. Well, the new version requires every pad to be licensed. So now Mike's can't talk to that one. So we lost one because if I download the new one, then I have to download everybody. So instead of paying one site license, now we're paying a license for every iPad up here. So I'm just saying, as nicely as I can, if you're not sure, if you don't need to be up here and you're not supposed to be up here, if you don't just come up here and start pushing buttons because this stuff, I don't know how, if you understand, and I know you do, how much it disrupts Mike and the service whenever he can't get somebody's iPad to download or whenever the guitar's out of tune or when the batteries are run down or when something goes on like that. So I just want to tell you, don't, don't be pushing buttons. <laughs> don't be downloading stuff. <laughs> don't, be, don't be messing around up here because it, it kind of disrupts us. Now, like I said, we've lost an iPad because we can't, we can't, we can't transmit to that one anymore. So um, nothing wrong with the iPad. I just can't use it. So um, just be careful and... If you're up here, you know that, I mean, if, I'm not saying don't get up on the platform. If you're up here, um, just don't be touching stuff that you're not sure about. And is that okay? I mean, am I being ugly here? Are you, are you good? Y'all are looking at me like a, I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, thank you, Sister. So good to have you back, Sister Barbara. Thank you so much for being here with us. <clears throat> so... Um, while I was in Greece, I, I uh, was reading the Word and I came across something and really touched my heart. And I felt like that the Lord would like me to minister to you on this this morning. Um, I know that I'm supposed to read a scripture and, and a text and all that kind of stuff, but I just want to, for a little while, I just, I just want to speak to you out of my heart about something that the Lord dealt with me about um, and while I was in Greece, and it has to do with yesterday. Um, yesterday, we had a memorial service for Sister Lorraine, and we, we, I, I didn't actually, I wasn't able to make it, but I got here right after it was, and I heard nothing but really great things about the service. And I've thought about this particular topic several times since she passed, and I feel like I'd just like to talk to you about it a little bit for this morning. So if you would stand with me for just a moment. 
I know you just seated yourself, but if you'll stand with me for just a moment. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning, O oh God, for the opportunity, Lord, to talk about your word and about your love and about your gracious mercies, O oh God. And Father, I pray, O oh God, that today, Father God, as I speak, O oh God, what you've laid upon my heart, God. I pray, Almighty God, that we would leave this place, O oh God, with a fresh understanding, with a fresh vision, with a fresh purpose. And God, I thank you, Almighty God, for the opportunity, Lord God, to preach to this congregation. And Lord, I just pray now, Holy Spirit, that you would minister and touch in every heart and every life. And I thank you for it now in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. On the inside cover of the thing they did yesterday, the memorial, it says this, When I come to the end of the road and the sun has set for me, I want no rights in the gloom-filled room while I cry for a soul set free. Miss me a little, but not too long. And not with your head bowed low. Remember the love that we once shared. Miss me, but let me go. And what I want to talk to you about for just a few minutes this morning is on something that makes the Christian walk so much better. It's on having faith and assurance that God is who God says he is. <laughs> I don't know when it happened for Sister Lorraine. I don't know the day that she decided that she was filled with sin Hard to, that, hard to imagine if that precious woman ever felt like she was full of sin. But I don't know when it happened, but there was a day whenever she realized that she was lost and she was in need of a Savior. There was a day when Sister Lorraine walked an aisle, bowed at an altar, and asked God to come into her heart. Amen? There was a moment in time when she gave up her own will to accept the will of the Father, which is what we all do whenever we become Christians. There was a moment in time when that happened. And I want to let you know today that the moment that that happened, the moment that she passed from death unto life, the moment that she passed from being a sinner separated from God to being saved by grace through the blood of Jesus Christ, the moment that that happened, she had an assurance of a future. She had an assurance that she was no longer her own. She had an assurance that should anything happen, she would be in the arms of a loving Savior. She had an assurance. She had a hope. She had a direction. She had a purpose. She had something in her life that was bigger than just going to work every day and living a life and being a mom and being a wife and doing those things. But instead, she had hope of something greater in her life. She had a hope that when she breathed her last breath on this, on this earth, she breathed her next breath in a celestial world. Oh, my God. If you don't know Jesus this morning, your world's getting darker and darker. Darker and darker. Oh, you may have, you may have big things on the horizon. You may be like Jana fixing to go branch off into something new and great with all kind of money in her pocket. You may be on a like Heath fixing to go off to college on a scholarship to play baseball. You may be starting a new job. You may be starting a new, a new life. You may have, like the uh, Calicott, uh, oh, what's, what's the one's name that's up in Fort Worth? Justin. 
Justin, he just, he just got engaged. He's fixing to get married. You know, you may have events on the future, on your horizon. There may be things that's about to happen for you, but you don't have the assurance of how any of it's going to turn out. You don't have the assurance of any of it, how it's exactly going to be, right? But whenever you follow Jesus Christ, you have the assurance. His word says all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and to those who are the called according to his purpose. I have that assurance. I said I have that assurance that all things work together for good. So if things are going my way, they work together for good. If things are not going my way, they're going to work together for good. How do you know that, preacher? Because I got an assurance and a faith in God that he's not a man. He's not going to lie. And if he wrote it in the book, it's certainly going to come to pass. So let the wind blow and let the storms howl. When it's all said and done, I come out of this thing on top. And if the boat sinks, I'll walk on top of the water to get there. My God, you hear me this morning. I have the assurance in Christ Jesus. If he gave me a promise, I've got an assurance that it's going to come to pass. It may take a day. It may take a month. It may take a year. It may take five years. I'm not in control of when, but I'm only in control of the faith and the knowledge that I have that the assurance of what God said will certainly come to pass. I may not exactly know every step of the way. I may not exactly know a time frame. I may not be in control of those things, but what I am control of is of what my faith says. And my faith says that if he spoke it, I certainly believe it. I said if he spoke it, I certainly believe it. I said if he spoke it, I certainly believe it. For God is God and he, he lifts up kings and he sets down kings. He knows what he's doing. He knows what's going on. He's got, he's got the, the whole world in his hands if you would. And I'm telling you, if he's controlling the whole world and he gives me a word, then I promise you it's going to come to pass. There's no devil in hell that can stop it. The devil is a defeated foe. I want you to listen something for me, with me for just a moment. The devil is a defeated foe. Am I right? When was he defeated? At Calvary. When Jesus said it's finished, then it's finished. Now Adam came into this world and God gave him dominion over everything in the world. And whenever the, devil, whenever the devil deceived Adam, or didn't deceive him, but whenever, when, when he deceived Eve, and then Adam partook of the fruit as well, then he, by judicial authority, gave that control to the devil. There's nowhere you can go that the devil's not known. A child that's not disciplined, a child that's not brought up in church is going to turn out to be evil. Because there's no place the devil's not known. You can go to, to any place in the world you want to go to and there's no place that the devil's not known and not followed because the world belonged to him for a season. But whenever Jesus died on the cross, he gave us back control of the area in which we call the kingdom of heaven. You are sitting right now in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven resides in you. Are you with me or have I lost you? You're still with me? The kingdom of heaven resides in you. So everywhere you go, you bring God to that area. Are you there? So if you go out tomorrow and you decide, I'm going to plant me a church, or I'm going I'm to go door to door, or I'm going to do like Walters does sometimes and go out underneath the bridge over here by Walmart, 
and I'm going to set me up a, a sign, and I'm going to get out there, and I'm going to start promoting God, guess what you've done? You've brought the kingdom of heaven into an area that was previously occupied by the devil. Are, did I lose you there? You still with me? Whenever you begin to pray in public and begin to lay your hands on somebody and you begin to pray for them, you have brought God into an area that was previously occupied by the devil. You have begun to bring the kingdom of God. When you, when, you, when, you start, when you come back to your family and you begin to talk to your family about the Lord, then you brought God, if they're not saved, you brought God into an area that was previously occupied by the devil. Are you with me? So when you tell me that I've, I started doing something and the devil attacked me, do you understand why the attack came? It's not because the devil's attacking you to try to get you to stop. It's because you're taking his territory. He's not, he's not fighting on the offense trying to destroy you. He's fighting on the defense to try to keep from losing his stuff. Did you hear me? When you begin to pray for somebody that's sick and you lay your hand upon them under the assurance that Jesus said, that God said, by your, my stripes, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, you are healed. And whenever you begin praying that prayer of faith, what have you done? You have invaded the devil's territory of sickness and disease and darkness. When you begin to pray for someone not to die and you begin to lay your hands upon them and in the name of Jesus you say, Death, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, what have you done? You've invaded the devil's territory of death with power that overcomes him because there's no weapon formed by the devil that can separate me from the love of God. There's no power formed by the devil that can separate me from the things that Jesus is doing. There's no power. He said, I've given you all authority over heaven and earth. Hallelujah. I have that power. I have that authority. How do you know that? Because I got assurance from my father. So whenever you feel like the devil's attacking you, I want you to get it out of your head that he's got some kind of offensive weapon that he's come up with. He has no offense against you. He's just got defense. And everybody knows defense don't win Super Bowls. Everybody knows defense does not win Super Bowls. You got to put points on the board. You got to have a good offense to win a game whether it's the Super Bowl or the World Series or whatever, it's ping pong. you got to have a good offense to win. You don't win the game by simply being able to hit the ball back well. you got to be able to smash that thing once in a while to be able to win. And I want to tell you this morning, I have the assurance of my Father that if I ask anything in His name believing, it shall be done. Oh, my God, do you hear me this morning? When I step behind that pulpit in Greece this week, and I stood in front of those few people. There wasn't any doubt in my mind that the same spirit that was in this house was in that house. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. It may not have been the same number of people. It, it may not have been the same faces. It may not have been the same culture. We may not have even spoke the same languages. I, I said something and then I had an echo who didn't speak King James. Because <laughs> when I'd quote something in King James, she'd look at me and I'd have to think of another word. 
But I had the assurance that God was there. And whenever we ended that service and we began to lay our hands upon them and the power of the Holy Spirit began to fill their hearts and fill that room, it was the same Christ. It was the same Holy Spirit. It was the same power. It was the same anointing. It was the same Jesus that was ministering to them that ministered to you eight hours later. Why? Because I have the assurance that God will be wherever we are. And when we come anywhere in faith, believing God shows up. And when God shows up, the kingdom of, he of, of, of the devil has to decrease. Why? Because God's on the increase. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Who shall separate me from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or nakedness or peril or sword, nothing shall separate me from the love of God. How do you know that? I have the assurance of the power of God. <laughs> my God, my God, my God. You can ask God anything in faith believing and it shall be done. On the way home yesterday, I was praying and thinking, and Kathy normally doesn't sleep on a plane. She's normally very active, but yesterday she was sick. She was sleeping. She was quiet, and, and uh, I was reading. We had 10 hours. I mean, 10 hours of sitting in a chair that was rather tight, <laughs> or I was rather big, one of the two. And I was thinking, I was praying, and The Lord dropped something in my heart at 38,000 feet. And I began to pray about it, and I said, Lord, is this, is this for tomorrow, Lord, or is this just something you want me to pray about? I never did really get an answer from the Lord. Never did. But just now, the Lord dropped it in my heart again. You're wondering what I'm doing. And I said, Lord, is this for now? And the Lord has released me to tell you, Blake Riley, <laughs> that you can have the assurance that what God has laid in your heart and what he has spoken to you is going to happen. You, Carly, you can rest in this. You don't have to struggle with it. You don't have to make it happen. You don't have to go out there and do something magical. But he wanted me to tell you this morning that he... That, that, I, that he had me, this, on my mind for you yesterday. And we prayed about it yesterday. And he gave me the assurance just now to tell you that it's going to happen. And when it happens, we're all going to rejoice. Why? Because we'll see once again that he is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful to do exceeding abundantly super abundance anything i can ask or think according to the power to the amount of belief i have that he's able to do it he can break addictions he can put together marriages he can bring back wayward children he can put together situations that aren't right 
He can, he can cause the, your finances to turn around. He can cause your thought process to change. He can cause it all to happen. Why? Because he's God, and I have the assurance that he can do these things. I have faith in him. I have confidence in him that he's going to do exceeding abundantly above what I can ask or think if I simply have the power to say, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Hallelujah. Jesus had a lunatic boy brought to him. The Bible calls him a lunatic. He sounds epileptic to me. But the Bible, the, in the, at least in the version I read, calls him lun a lunatic. And, and they brought him to his disciples, and the disciples prayed for him, and, and he couldn't be healed. And as a matter of fact, when Jesus showed up, the boy was thrown on the ground. He was foaming at the mouth. He was in an epileptic seizure. Everybody was running to him. It was a chaotic mess. There was the smells and the sights and the dust of Jerusalem spreading out all around him. And, and he's got a dad in front of him that says, and Jesus says, what's going on? And, and the man says, I brought my son to your disciples. He's caught with a spirit of infirmity. It throws him in the fire. It throws him in the water trying to kill him. I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't cast him out. And Jesus looks upon this chaos can you imagine? I wish, I wish I could paint you a picture of this. Here's this boy wallowing on the ground, foaming at the mouth in a seizure. There's disciples over there bewildered, talking to Pharisees, trying to figure out why they couldn't cast him out. The Pharisees making fun of him. Here's a dad with tears streaming down his face, saying, what is going on? People are running down to see what's going on because there's all this dust stirring up and everything is such a chaotic mess. And Jesus just reaches down and rebukes the devil and the boy looks like he died. That's the picture. The boy appears dead. And the people standing there said, he's dead. Jesus killed him. Jesus killed him. But Jesus takes the young man by the hand. He lifts him up and gives him back to his dad well. Did you see the picture there? The disciples later on said, why couldn't we cast him out? In the book of Matthew, Matthew was nice to him. But in the book of Luke, he is not. In the book of Luke, Jesus says, because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. Did you hear me? Because of your unbelief. He said, this type comes forth only by prayer and by fasting. Is it God's will to heal the sick? Is it God's will to raise the dead? Is it God's will for us to be in revival? Is it the God's will to save a lost soul? Am I going too fast? Is it God's will to baptize in the Holy Spirit? Is it God's will to see a revival that changes the state of Texas? Is it God's will to see a thousand pastors in a thousand pulpits bringing revival to a thousand cities and changing the way of our nation sees everything? Is that God's will? Then the only thing that's stopping that will is the power that works within us. Because he's able. Is that a question? He is able to do 
exceeding abundantly. This is the assurance that I, Jesus said, I'm going to be resurrected from the dead. How do you know that, Jesus? He said in the book of John, this is the assurance I've received from my Father. So Jesus came down here with a guarantee. <laughs> he said, I'll go, but I need a 90-day, I need a three-day guarantee on this, on this little deal. <laughs> and in three days, I'm coming up. Father says, you got it. Then if the power of faith, if the power of hope, and if the power of love is working within us, then with us, nothing shall be called impossible. How do you know that? Because I have the assurance of Jesus that if he says, he said that if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I appreciate psychologists. I appreciate counselors. I appreciate people that are able to reason. I appreciate teachers. I appreciate those people, and I'm glad that men can do what they can for men, but there's nobody that can do what Jesus Christ can do. Jesus Christ can bring an alcoholic to an altar and in the matter of just moments can set him free from his alcoholism. Jesus can bring a drug addict to this altar and in a matter of seconds can move him from death unto life and set him free from his addictions. Jesus can bring a pornographer to this altar. A man that has abused and been abused can bring it and in just a matter of moments, God can heal him and set him free. God can bring a promiscuous man, a promiscuous woman, a promiscuous teenager, a promiscuous someone who can't seem to live a separated moral life, but is constantly being drawn back into immorality, making bad choices, going following bad people, having, having relations with people who have no future. He can take that man, that woman, that teenager. He can take that one, and in just a matter of moments, he can make them virtuous again. How do you know that? Number one, I've seen it with my eyes. Number two, I've experienced it in my own life where God has set me free from the struggles of my flesh. And number three, I have the assurance by the power of the word of God that he is for me and not against me. That he can set me free from all the powers of the devil. I'm, I'm not sure you're getting some of the things I'm saying this morning. That he can set you free from all the powers of the devil. Set you free from all the powers of the devil. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved other than the name of Jesus Christ. There is no other name given among men that we can lay hold to in prayer and expect to see an answer other than the name of Jesus Christ. 
Because Jesus, in closing, Jesus doesn't simply make it to where you don't do it. Listen to me. Jesus doesn't make it to where you simply don't do it. Jesus doesn't make it to where you simply don't do it. Jesus breaks the sinful, carnal nature that lives within you, and he breaks that nature, and he allows it to die, and he resurrects a spiritual nature within you. Jesus, in John 21, looked over 12 men, 11, I don't think Tom, no, he was there, 12 men who had been with him for three years, and the Bible says that Jesus blew on them. He did this before Benny Hinn knew how to do it. I should have said that. He blew on them. And then he said something. You remember what he said? Receive ye the Holy Ghost. In the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel looks across a bunch of bones. And the Bible even says they're very dry. And God asks Ezekiel, can these bones live? And it's such an impossible situation that Ezekiel says, only you know, God. And God said what? Prophesy to the wind. And when he did, the wind blew across. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> the wind <laughs> blew across those dead, dry bones. And the Bible says bone came to bone. And it stood up, flesh, clothed in flesh, an exceeding great and mighty army. Adam was formed from the dust of the earth. And Adam, nothing more than a formed mud man, was breathed upon by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that pile of mud became a man and stood up with life. The same breath that made Adam stand up a living soul. The same breath that took the valley of dry bones and made them stand up a living soul was the same breath that breathed upon the disciples and took a dead spirit that had died when Adam had sinned. It took a same dead spirit that died when Adam sinned, a dead spirit, and it took that spirit and it raised it up and it gave life to it again so that four, 50 days later they could be baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit and that man that had stood up when Jesus breathed life into that spirit was now filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and they went everywhere preaching and teaching on the power of Jesus Christ. Why? Because their spirit man was resurrected. How do you know that? Because I have the assurance that the word of God is true. Stand with me this morning. I'm not preaching to you some good, feel good gospel this morning. I'm preaching to you the word of God. And I have the assurance that the words that I have spoken, 
that they have gone into your ears. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I have spoken to you this morning, the word of God. You have heard it with the receptacles on the side of your ears. And somehow that's made it into your heart. And I believe that some of you now have faith when you didn't have faith. I believe some of you now have assurance, whereas before you might not have been sure. I believe some of you this morning are is feeling the are feeling are feeling the power of God in your spirit this morning. That's saying, if I can but believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Miss Veronica, can I get you to come? Play something for me this morning. And I want to pray with you this morning. I believe God's in this house to shake. I believe God's in this house this morning to shake some things up. I believe he's in here this morning. And I believe that if you've, if you've had some doubt, that if you've had some problems, that if you've had some questions, that if you've had some situations, I believe God this morning, if you'll come down, I believe he's going to rock your world. Thank you for those two amens and three Holy Ghost grunts. I'm glad you didn't strain yourself. Been a long week. Should have been where I was. <laughs> Amen. So this morning, as Veronica plays, if the Lord has birthed something, you know what my favorite kind of preaching is? It's not whether you're loud or soft. It's not whether you holler, scream, or if you speak in a monotone. It's not whether you quote a bunch of scriptures. That's all good. However you do that, that's fine with me. I don't care. You present the word of God any way you can. But the scriptures that touch my heart, the ones I remember, are the ones that make something inside of me jump. To where I suddenly say, wow. <laughs> have, you, have you ever listened to somebody preach and you had to pull off the side of the road because you were crying so much that you couldn't see to drive? You remember that one. You remember that one. You remember the ones that caused your spirit man to leap. I believe this morning some of your spirit mans have leapt. If he has not, then I have totally missed God. That's where I am. I either have totally missed God and I have preached to you a bunch of stuff that doesn't, doesn't minister to you or I have said something today that caused you to believe that, wow, God can set me free. Wow, God can solve my financial situation. Wow, if I die before I wake, I have no fear of that. I know that my next breath's in heaven. I have the assurance that God is who he said he is. And, I, and all things are possible to him that believes. I'm not just on a treadmill running every day trying to do something with my life. Realizing that when I get to be my age, 65, when I get to be my age, all I have to look forward to is Medicare. That's the most exciting thing happening in my life in the next 90 days is signing up for Medicare.
glory. But I don't have that. Because see, I got to preach in Greece to a group of people that God touched and ministered to. And in July, I get to preach in S. What's the name of that city we're going to? Huh? Ennis. Ennis, Ireland. He said, since you're going to be here on Sunday morning, would you mind preaching? Oh, <laughs> I don't mind. <clears throat> sure, I will. God's opening doors. I'm not always looking to be in somebody else's pulpit. But I'm telling you this. When he gives me opportunity to be able to speak into somebody's life, oh, my word, it makes my spirit jump. When he gives me opportunity to speak in your life, it makes my spirit jump. And this morning, my spirit has got its spotty, spotty tense fillers things going, whatever they call it. So if the Lord has moved you this morning, if the Lord's moved you this morning, I'd like for you to leave your seat and come down here and just begin to lift your hands and say, God, I know in whom I have believed. I know in whom I have believed. And this morning I'm persuaded that he is able and willing to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. I know he is. And this morning I'm not coming down here with a hope so, maybe so, possibly could happen attitude but I'm coming down here more than a conqueror saying in the name of Jesus I will have what you said I could have I will be what you said I could be I will say what you've given me and I'm not just trying to make my way through life but I'm working for a kingdom that's right come on down hallelujah lift your hands and begin to thank God Begin to call those things that are not as though they were. Begin to speak life into your dreams and life into your vision. Begin to lay claim on what God's given you. Begin to say in the name of Jesus, it will be like you promised me. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over every work of the devil. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, Tracy's working on your need right now. He's working on what you're praying. Hallelujah. He's working on it right now. He's putting it together right now. He's moving people's hearts. He's moving minds. He's moving spirits. <laughs> oh my God. He's moving them. He's moving them. Hallelujah. They're having thoughts right now they haven't had before. They're having feelings right now in places they don't normally have feelings. They're experiencing God. Wow. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, church. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're in your seat, if you want to come pray with somebody, come pray with somebody. If you're in your seat, lift your hands this way. Come on, hallelujah. This is a day of assurance. This is a day of promise. This is the day of blessing. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God.
Jesus is in this house this morning. Oh, nothing's impossible to you this morning. Nothing's impossible. Everything is possible right now. The windows of heaven have been opened. My God, are you hearing me? <laughs> oh, thank you, Father, for that assurance. Thank you, God, for that assurance. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just begin to receive it. Begin to call those things that are not as though they were. Begin to speak it. If you're waiting on a child to come home, to be saved, to be rescued from something, begin to say, God, I receive that. God, I see her back here. I see her in her right mind. I see her in a right relationship. I see her with the right things in her head, oh God. I see her with a, with a, with a saved mind, a right mind. I see that. I see that child. I see that habit broken. I see that spirit that continually drives you back into whatever it is it drives you into. See it broken this morning. Realize that you're the one with the power and the authority. Step on its neck and begin to say, in Jesus' name, I am free. In Jesus' name, I am free. In Jesus' name, I am free. In Jesus' name. That's right. You're free. You're free. You're free. <laughs> You're free from every work of the devil. You're free from every power. You're free from every authority. You're free from everything the devils can throw against you. You're free. You walk above it. You're walking above it today, oh God. Forgive everybody that's hurt you today. Forgive them. Let them go. Let them go. Their words are not worth it. Their, their attitudes are not working. For God has called you to something higher. God has called you to walk on the wings of the wind. Oh, my God, he's got a purpose. <laughs> and he's setting you free today, Amy, that you can accomplish that. The Lord says, see the path that I am laid before you and put your foot in that path. For you're not walking that path alone. You're simply putting your foot in the place my foot has been. And every time you see my footprint, place your foot there. Don't worry about anybody else. Don't worry about what they say. Don't worry about what they have said. Don't worry about the pains and the sorrows and the troubles of the past. For today, I blow across you. You are free. <laughs> has been paid. The chains are cut and broken. You are free. No longer bound, but free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Hallelujah. I receive it. I receive it.
God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I hope God touched you this morning. My Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know it's probably time to go home, but would you lift your hands for me just a moment? And let's give God praise for the Spirit of the Lord that's in this house. My God, we thank you, God, for the Spirit of the Lord that's in this house, God. Lord, that supplies all of our needs, God, mentally, physically, financially, relationship, healing, deliverance, baptisms. God, in every area today, you are here to meet that need and to bring it to pass. And this is the assurance that I have for you, oh God, I worship you. 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 Walk in it. Walk in it. <laughs> Stop playing for just a minute. Lift your hands. Walk in it. Walk in it. Don't just experience it some days. Don't just experience it sometimes. Don't just experience it when it feels like it's right. But the Lord says, I'm giving you an anointing that you're going to walk in. When you wake up in the morning, it's going to be there. When you go to bed at night, it's going to be there. And the only reason it's not there is if you decide to quench it. Because the Lord says, as long as you allow it to flow, I'm placing an anointing in you that's going to flow from your innermost being. <laughs> and the Lord simply tells you today to walk in it. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> let it flow. Let it flow. Right now, Veronica, just let it flow. Just let it flow. Hallelujah, hallelujah. To all the things of your past, let it go. All of those things that, that come against you, that, that come against your memory, this morning I clear them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, God, I thank you for an anointing right now that's just beginning to flow. <laughs> something she can walk in. Something she can talk in. Something she can experience. Something that she can know. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Let the Lord do it. Let the Lord do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. Hallelujah. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. There you go. There you go. Now you're moving. Just let it flow. Just let it flow. Just let it flow. Just let those tears flow. Let your words flow. Just begin to worship God and give him praise. Begin to say, thank you, God, for making me the woman that I'm going to become. Thank you, God, for taking away all the things in my past. Thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for walking in a fresh anointing, a fresh power, an overcoming spirit, an overcoming spirit, an overcoming spirit. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
Oh, the Lord says, eat the fat and drink the sweet. That means enjoy the things I'm giving you. <laughs> enjoy your talent. Enjoy your ability. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your future. Enjoy. 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 Ooh, for you're walking in a different anointing. For My Lord, I'm about to fall down. <sighs> <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Whew. My God. I have a confident assurance beyond a shadow of a doubt that he that spoke it is able to bring it to pass. Walk in that assurance, church. I know whom I have believed. That word know in that verse means this. It means I know not because he said it, but because I've seen him do it. It's not a no that's by hearing. It's a no by seeing it come to pass. I know in whom I have believed. And because I know, because I've seen him do it, then I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him. And when I stand before God, he will have done what he said he will do. No man will stand before God and say, I didn't see it happen. It'll happen. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for your presence in this service, God. I know it's been a little different. But, Lord God, we receive your difference today, oh God. Mm. Oh, God. Help us to walk in the promises that you've spoken today, God. For, Lord, I saw in every case, Lord God, it bared witness with the, sp with the person whom you spoke to. And, Lord God, let your glory, let your glory, Lord God, overwhelm this congregation with faith, hope, and love. We ask these things in Jesus' name for your glory. Amen. We'll have our graduation service tonight, so be sure and come and support our graduates. We're going to have a good time. God bless you. Have a good afternoon. Rest your body. Come back tonight expecting God to do great things. Amen.